How should Christians respond to today's cancel culture? Find out on today's episode of A View from the Wall. Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Welcome to A View From The Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs here today with co-host Joseph Kerr, and we have an important program for you today. Did you know that 64% of Americans believe cancel culture is a threat to their freedom? The term cancel culture applies to all conservatives who oppose the politically correct crowd, but it's part of a bigger effort to cancel Christianity and those who hold biblical principles. To answer today, we're joined by best-selling author Steve Strang, who has written the new book, God and Cancel Culture, Stand Strong Before It's Too Late. Let me tell you about Steve. Steve is the founder and CEO of Charisma Media and was voted by Time Magazine as one of the top 25 influential evangelicals in America. He's interviewed four U.S. presidents and has been featured on Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, and many other outlets. Steve, welcome back to A View from the Wall. Thank you very much. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you joining us today. And what a great topic, because silencing the opposition has been done for centuries. You contend that cancel culture is about much more than that. So we're going to start off by giving you the opportunity to tell us what is cancel culture? How is it uh, that we're experiencing it in such a different form and at a different level than we ever have before in our culture today? Well, you're right. In a way, it's been going on for a long time. The term itself is relatively new. And it just says that there's a culture where people don't like you, and it can be for a whole variety of things. They just hassle you. Uh, people boycott your business, or you can't get a job, or whatever. And lately, it's gotten worse and worse and worse as things in our country are getting worse. So much so that now the left, especially what we're now calling the woke left, are trying to silence anybody who doesn't agree with them at a whole lot of levels, whether it's the LBGTQ plus agenda or it's critical race theory or even who you voted for for president. I mean, there are people that, if, uh, you know, if they put in things about Donald Trump on their feed, just people would hassle them. Uh, one of the things that just happened the last week or two when there was this outbreak of hostility in the Middle East is that the Jerusalem prayer team. They claim to have 77 million followers. You know, they would post stuff about praying for the peace of Jerusalem. There were several hundred thousand protests, mainly from Arabs or Muslims that were just hate-filled, so much so that Facebook canceled them. I mean, now it's become so blatant that actually people will defend themselves and say, I didn't really do anything. I mean, there have been a lot of examples and it applies to a lot of people, everyone from Mike Lindell. You know, they're trying to cancel his pillow company. I mean, he's one of the great success stories of the last decade just because he supported Donald Trump. And then more recently, he has the audacity to suggest that maybe there was election fraud. Listen, we've had election fraud. And if someone says there's election fraud, boy, we ought to look into it just in the same way that if someone says there's a crime you know, the uh, criminal justice system needs to look into it to see if it was really a crime or not. And maybe it's not. But 
it's just it's gotten completely out of hand. And and as you said in the lead in, it's really an attempt to cancel Christianity because there are people that want to cancel traditional American values, which are based on Christianity, even for people that maybe would not be professing born again, Bible believing Christians, but it's based on that. And really the root of it is communism. And I write about this in the new book. I have a whole chapter about the seriousness of communism. And the communists have always tried to cancel those who didn't agree with them. The Nazis did the same thing, burning books, banning things, putting people in prison. I mean, this has gone on for years, but it has not gone on in America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. And so it's a real shock to our system. But in some ways, it's been happening for a long time. There were people that wanted to cancel prayer in school. They were successful in the 60s. And there has been some of this. Listen, even in secular uh, television in the 50s and 60s, you never saw anything that would promote your faith. You know, maybe somebody in a sitcom would say grace before a meal, but I mean, it didn't uh, help Christians or anything like that. And the Christian community just kind of went along with it like everything was okay and we were allowed to be Christians in our in the four walls and, you know, maybe share the gospel outside. But even that is more and more unpleasant if you if you shared the gospel at a shopping mall or something like that, you know, the security would come and ask you to leave. I mean, that, that kind of stuff's been going on, but it wasn't so blatant. It wasn't over the top. And now we have people who are in power, uh, not only in the government. If anything, we have some laws that hold the government back. But what, what we're seeing now is that the media giants, uh, big tech, as we call it now, are doing a lot of the canceling. Even businesses are. In fact, there are some law firms that if they don't have enough LBGQ people or other uh, minorities or whatever, that that there are companies that won't use that law firm. That's a type of canceling. So I use cancel culture to kind of be uh, uh, an umbrella under which all of the uh, the stuff um, happens. Plus, there are lots of examples of canceling Christian ministries, and it's becoming more and more blatant. They do it one by one, so there can't really be an outcry. It's hard to kind of point your finger to it. Everything from banning books on Amazon.com. We even had one of our books uh, called The Gay Agenda, which we published in 2005, plus or minus. You know, it was a little bit controversial back then, but all of a sudden, Amazon just decided, without even telling us, that they were going to uh, take it down. So that's one way that's, you know, applied to what I do here at, at Charisma Media. But there have been others that is much more blatant. There are credit card processing companies that have canceled the credit card processing for ministries because the ministry stands for biblical values. And to them, this is abhorrent. In fact, sometimes they call it hate speech. There's just all kinds of things happening. It's getting worse and it's happening at warp speed. Well, that's so well said, and it happens more and more. Even our friend Eric McTaxis, who's a fellow radio broadcaster, who's had some of this happen to him recently. You've talked about it with Charisma Media, and we're going to talk about this more. So stick with us here, and we'll be right back on A View from the Wall.
from I Am A Watchman Ministries. Here's today's I Am A Watchman Minute. Ever feel like you're just treading water? Like you're barely surviving? If so, you're not alone. In Job 7, we read, My life drags by day after hopeless day. I'm tired of living. My life makes no sense. Friend, when you're tired, draw close to God. Draw strength from God. He loves you. He will renew you. In Isaiah 40, 31, we read, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Claim that promise today. Don't pull back. Don't slow down. Don't stop short. When tough times come, remember God is with you. And the I'm a Watchman team stands with you too. Don't hesitate to send questions or your prayer request to imawatchman.com. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a Watchman. imawatchman.com. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. As we continue our conversation with Steve Strang, we want to address the controversial issue of cancel culture in more detail. And as we talk about cancel culture, we realize that this kind of stuff has been happening since the first century. Joe, tell us more about what the scriptures say on this issue. Well, that's true. I mean, Jesus talked about in John chapter 15, if they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. Now, of course, he didn't use the term cancel culture, but to put it into a modern context, that's what he was talking about. Um, again, in Matthew 24, we talk about Bible prophecy a lot. So we've heard that one. They'll hand you over to the governing authorities and you'll be persecuted and killed and hated by all nations because of my name. And Paul warns the same thing to Timothy. All who desire to live godly lives in Christ Jesus will be persecuted while evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse. So it's been happening, but prophetically, we know that this was prophesied. It's going to continue to happen and get worse. Steve, how much worse can it get? Well, it can get as bad as it did Nazism or under the communists in Venezuela or in China. Of course it can be. And there's been terrible persecution throughout history. Uh, most Americans, and this, especially a lot of Christians, have very little idea about history. But one of the reasons we have the freedoms in America is because things were so bad in Europe. My own family was affected. My father's family uh, were French Huguenots. They were Protestants. And while the Catholic Church has changed a great deal in the last couple of centuries, in um, uh, 1685, they canceled everyone that was Protestant. You either had to convert back to Catholicism, you had to leave France, which my family did, or you were killed, period. So my family came to America uh, for religious freedom. On the other side of my family, people in England were actually burned at the stake for the crime of translating or printing the Bible. There were people that wanted to cancel the Bible because when people read the Bible and what it really said, they didn't necessarily go along with the powers that be, which would have been in the state church. So when uh, people came to America, they didn't want that to happen again. They founded our country on Christian principles. It was not critical race theory, which says America was formed to have slavery. America did not invent slavery. We inherited it from the British Empire. It was not, we had slaves. It was a horrible blight in our history, but it was not created for slavery, period. It's almost ludicrous that people uh, say otherwise. So this has been going on a long time. And in the cases I mentioned, they were trying to cancel 
you know, what we believe is Christianity, even though it was one part of the church, it was, you know, it was a formal church, which had gotten way off base. It was people who were trying to go back to the Bible and, and serve God as the Bible says. And that can happen again. You know, my friend, uh, Eric Metaxas, who you referred to earlier, and he's a great American. He's a great writer. He wrote the biography of Martin Luther, 600 pages. I told Eric I enjoyed every single page. And and also Bonhoeffer, you know, who is the great hero who stood up to the Nazis and ended up paying for it with his life. Eric's parents came from communism. His mother actually came from East Germany, and his father came from Greece, which had uh, in the early 50s, almost went communist, and somehow they pulled it out, so it didn't happen. But his parents uh, raised him to really see how dangerous communism is. He is a great communicator. He's funny. He's a humorist. He is not offensive. But they've even canceled his page on Facebook. I think that we have re- we Christians, we conservatives, we patriots have relied too much on these platforms. They're owned by companies. Companies do have the right to do what they want to. But really, I think the Congress needs to change the laws and treat these platforms like their telephone company. The telephone company won't, they don't refuse to sell you a cell phone because you voted the wrong way in the last election. You know, and I'm, I run a media company and we decide that if people are against Jesus Christ, we're not going to put them in our, you know, in our magazines and our podcasts or, or publish their books. But we also don't tell them they have to go away and they can't exist and their views can't exist. They have the freedom to go somewhere else. So this whole uh, social media, digital world is something that we've never had to contend with. And right now, these people hold the levers of power, and Christian people as a group tend to be kind of passive. A lot of Christians, as you know, are kind of lukewarm. They don't really have a backbone. They don't want to stand up to it. And like as I said earlier, this has been happening for decades. And Christians haven't been happy with it, but hey, you know, it doesn't affect me or my family, or we can just stay in our little bubble, and uh, the world goes on as usual. But it is harder and harder to stay away from this. And even the uh, Jerusalem prayer team, they built their whole thing on Facebook. And you live by Facebook, you die by Facebook. We've got to have alternatives. I write about this in my book. Uh, if people right now, if uh, if you can get people to come to your website, you can do whatever you want to. You can sell any books you want to. You can say what you want to. Um, you know, somebody can't shut you down. But we rely on these big media companies. I go into depth in the book. My book won't actually be out until the day after Labor Day, which is only about two months from now. But people can order it early on. Uh, you know, mainly Amazon.com. Notice how I put in a little plug there, but I hope this is something that people actually want to read because we give answers. Uh, We talk about the problems, but there is still time. We have not totally lost. It is not over yet, but it will be over. It'll get to a tipping point where there will be a point of no return, and that's why the subtitle for the book is Stand Strong Before It's Too Late. 
Well, that's a good way to put it. And I love the title and the subtitle there. I do want to encourage people to go to stevestrangbooks.com. You can't get the whole book yet, but you can download a free sample chapter and put it on pre-order so you have it as soon as it becomes available. You talked about our nation being built on religious freedom, but we face so much pushback today in cancel culture. Where do you see most of the cancel culture coming from in the next few years as you look ahead? Well, it's coming from people who hate God, hate Christianity, hate uh, traditional America, uh, which is at least stood for these principles. Everybody in America is not a Christian, even when it started. When the pilgrims came over, they called themselves saints, and there were there were secular people, let's say, that came over on the ship, you know, to be settlers, and they called them strangers. There was a tension going back that far. And fairly early after the pilgrims came over, things started to change, and they weren't the stalwart uh, Christians that those original pilgrims who were called separatists because they wanted to separate from the Church of England. So, I mean, this tension has been going on, and it will continue to go on. Also, right now, it's any kind of sin is okay. And it's really only the Bible and Christians who are standing in the way of anything goes. Any, you know, things that just a decade ago we would have called sexual perversion uh, is now someone's preference, and nobody should say anything bad about it. Not only that, if you don't agree with it, you are somehow bad. They call it hate speech. And I think it's only a matter of time until they call the Bible hate speech. And it will somehow, there'll be an attempt to outlaw it. It's going to take them a while to do it. The Bible is, is and has been the best-selling book in the world for a long, long time. But it, it happened in Europe, as I talked about a little bit ago, and it could happen again. There's a lot of things happening in 2021 that you and I and our friends would have never thought was possible. Never. Uh, just early in our lives. And you know, there's been social change, uh, even a drift away from God that's gone on for uh, decades and centuries, but it's been very slow. Now it's happening at what I call warp speed. I mean, just in a matter of months or a couple of years, all of a sudden things are getting really bad. So we Christians must stand up to it. My writing this book is my way to try to sound the alarm, to give people answers, and to try to make it a part of the discussion nationally. Well, you've been listening to Steve Strang. We'll be right back with more here on A View from the Wall. Stick with us. The Bible predicts the rapture of the church is coming. Are you ready? Soon many will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Only they will escape the dark days that are coming. A time of tribulation that will usher in the Antichrist and great destruction upon the entire earth. There's only one escape, one way, one light, one truth. His name is Jesus. He came and died so that we may live forever with Him. But to receive this new life, there are three things we must do. The ABCs of salvation. A. Admit you're a sinner and that you need a Savior. Ask for forgiveness and receive His grace. B. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He came, lived, died, rose again, and will come again. Believe that He is Lord and God. C. Commit to walk His path, the path He wants you to walk, and walk it out by faith. Then you'll be ready for the return of the Lord. 
To learn more about the rapture and how to know for sure, visit amiraptureready.org. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. As Joe and I continue our conversation with Steve Strang, we want to take some time in this segment to address the applications for you, our listener today. Ultimately, this is a spiritual battle. We know that. But how do we as Christians take on cancel culture on a spiritual level? Steve, give us some insight on this issue. You're right. It is spiritual, and we have to battle. We don't battle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So it's a spiritual battle. We can take authority in the name of Jesus. We can plead the blood of Jesus. We can take authority over Satan and his dominions. We do this in prayer, and we need to be diligent about doing it. But in the natural realm, there are things that we can do. We can stand up to the bullies. If we learn anything from Donald Trump, he would not back down. Conservatives, over the decades, when the left would attack them, They would slightly shift to the left politically or culturally and hope that the bad guys would leave them alone. They don't leave you alone. That was not a successful strategy. So when somebody is canceled, we can come to their defense. We can speak up to them if people are bullies on Facebook. Now, I personally go on Facebook very, very rarely, but we can speak up to their defense when there are companies like MyPillow with Mike Lindell and and all these big box stores won't sell his pillows. How stupid. They're losing all that money. Listen, uh, I'm buying some product from Mike Lindell, even though I already use his Giza Dream Sheets and his pillow. I'm buying them as gifts just to try to support him a little bit. <laughs> this is a new phenomenon for these companies to be woke. Uh, Mike uh, Huckabee uh, calls Coca-Cola, Woca-Cola. I had no idea they were woke. And, you know, Delta uh, came against this law. It was a very good law in Georgia. I wrote the president of Delta, told him, why do you have to boycott Georgia, your headquarters, um, you know, because you don't like some law? And all it did was tighten up the requirements for voting. But the left is wanting to cheat, 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 and they don't like those kind of laws. Why in the world these very, very smart people that run these companies, they have to be very successful to even get there? It's like their brains have gone to mush, or at least that's my opinion. And we can speak up. Bother to write a letter. You can go online and find it. You know, maybe they won't read it, but somebody in the PR department will. And, you know, it's like in Congress. We can write our congressmen, too. Uh, Our voices do make a difference. We can stand up. We can say what is right and not be timid. If we are timid and say nothing, we lose. If we stand up, there is a possibility of things shifting. We've seen things shift even in our own lifetime. The 60s were pretty bad. It looked like we were going toward communism back then. Even in the 30s, there was communism on university campuses. You know, that kind of shifted over time. A lot of things happened with Ronald Reagan. The pendulum in America seems to shift from left to right. I think that the left, especially the far left, you know, it's not even liberal and conservative. My feeling is you can live with liberals. They will, you know, you just debate them and you disagree on stuff. But this is far beyond liberalism. It's radical far left moving toward communism. We need to recognize what is happening and stand our ground. 
Steve, I love the one thing that you said, and it is so crucial for Christians to remember. Many of our listeners consider themselves watchmen and women. They stand to watch, warn, witness, and seek to finish well in these last days. And the biggest danger for them is not the cancel part that you're talking about. The biggest danger is that they become well-practiced in being quiet when it costs something to stand up for the truth. Speak to our watchmen and the rest of our listeners and tell them, how do we handle that? The, the worst cancel is self-cancel. So you see that somebody got in trouble because they express their opinion and they lose their job or something happens or people come in. So they think, oh, gee, you know, I better not do that. Dangerous. We can't let that happen. And, you know, people need to have faith. They need to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. America is a great country. Why are people pouring across the border to get into America right now? Who is going across the border to get into China or Venezuela? Nobody. Zero. You know, we thought communism was defeated. It wasn't. It's come back with a vengeance. And instead of the Russians, it's mostly the Chinese. It is very, very dangerous. They have found they can bring the world to its knees by releasing a virus. Now, there's no proof of that yet, but I wrote a book a year ago called God, Trump, and COVID-19, quoting people from China that says it came from Wuhan, and everybody was poo-pooing it. And now, uh, you know, even uh, even the Biden administration is saying we should look into it. And who knows what they're going to release next, whether it's by accident or on purpose. This virus brought us to our knees and changed our way of life like nothing has since 9-11. And it's dangerous. The Chinese are dangerous. Our eyes need to be open. And I write a lot about that in the book, Guide and Cancel Culture. And I hope people come to my website, stevestrengthbooks.com, and get it. I sign all those copies. But also, the pre-orders is probably easiest on Amazon.com. And it actually helps us to have pre-orders. If you're in the publishing business, you kind of understand why. And uh, that makes it sure that people will get it right when it's released. Well, thank you so much, Steve. And again, that's God and Cancel Culture. Stand strong before it's too late. And for those listening today, we want to thank you for being with us and encourage you to join us at IamAWatchman.com. You can sign up for our latest e-newsletter, download a free e-book, and enjoy other resources to help you in your spiritual journey. Join us here next time on A View from the Wall. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the donate button. Thanks for listening and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.